the question. I'm telling you, he ain't in control. Because you've got to admit, if God is in control, he's really doing a poor job in this world. God is not in control. Ultimately, he's in control. Now, hang on. Don't, um, don't, don't turn off. Don't turn, don't, don't, don't turn your computer off right now. Don't, don't switch me off. Hear the whole thing. Satan is the God of this world. This is in the Bible. I'm not making this stuff up. Satan is the little g God of this world. How did he get that title? I thought God created the world. Well, he did. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's look at um, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them, let who? Let man have dominion. God gave man the dominion over the whole earth over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth. Over what? All the earth. Everybody say all the earth. earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth or creeps on the earth. Now, man was the original God of this world. Listen carefully. I'm teaching here. Man was the original God of this world. But what happened was God told Adam, his first created man, that every tree of the garden you may freely eat except one tree. See, a lot of people miss that. He could freely eat of any tree he wanted to. But the one tree that God told him not to eat of, that's the one he ate of. And God said, the day that you eat, The day that you eat, you will surely die. And that tree was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God told him not to eat of that tree. And he ate. What happened? He died. Now, we need to clarify this because he went on living hundreds of years. So did God lie when he said you would die? Because he went on living. No, He did die, but he died a spiritual death. It's important for us to understand what kind of death he died. He died a spiritual death. See, man is a spirit. Man consists of, you and I, mankind, we all consist of three parts. We are spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, may the God of peace sanctify you wholly and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord. So you're a spirit. You, you are a spirit. That's the real you. That, that's the one on the inside looking out through the windows of the body. Pinch yourself. That's the body. We all know what that is. But we need to be familiar with the real you. That's your spirit. You have a soul which is your mind, your will, your intellect, and your emotions. That's the soul. So you are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. spirit. 
I have a soul, which is my mind, my will, my intellect, and my emotions. And I live in a body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. All right. God created uh, or he made man's body out of the dust of the earth. But then he breathed, he's breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That means that he breathed Adam's spirit into him. His spirit and his soul. Okay? His body was made out of the dust. If Jesus tarries, when we die, all of our bodies will return back to dust, but we don't cease to exist. See, death in the Bible, when you see the word death, it never means to cease to exist. Death means separation. When we die... That means our spirit and soul are separated from our physical body. Believers, when when we die, we won't even realize we died. Because that quick, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay, so that's your spirit and soul that goes and will be with Jesus. Now, when Adam ate of that tree... He did die, but not physically. He died a spiritual death. See, if you don't understand spirit, soul, and body, it doesn't make any sense. Do you see why it's important to understand that? So when he he ate of the tree, he died spiritually. He, he, He died in his spirit. And what is spiritual death? It's alienation, separation from God. Before that time, he walked and talked with God in the cool of the day. He was chilling with God. But then when he, the moment he ate of that tree, okay, he started hiding from God. Thank you, Lord. Now, at that moment, when he ate that tree, he died spiritually. And so that's why we need a Savior. Because that spiritual death was passed to every human born after him. Romans tells us, by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world and death through sin. And so death spread to all men, for all have sinned. What do you mean all have sinned? See... It means that you inherited Adam's sin nature. You're not a sinner because of what you do. Well, I'm pretty good. You know, I I, I give to charities. I help little old ladies cross the street with their groceries. So I'm not a sinner. No, you're not a sinner. None of those things. uh, You're not a sinner because you do uh, bad things. And you're not a believer or a Christian because you do good things. You're a Christian by making Jesus the Lord of your life. He's the solution to what Adam did. You're not a sinner because of what you do. You're a sinner because of how you were born. We all 
were born inheriting the sin nature of Adam. And so Jesus, the good news is Jesus is the solution to the sin problem. Amen. Now, what also happened when he ate of that tree? He not only died spiritually, but he turned the authority and the dominion that God had given him over to the devil. And that's when the devil got the title, the God of this world. The original God of this world was Adam. But when he ate of the tree, he turned the dominion and the authority of the world over to Satan. It was a legal transaction. You said, well, why didn't God just go back and say, uh-uh, okay, let, let's just, okay, let's just end this right here and just boot the devil out of the garden and give the authority back to man because he couldn't. Well, God can do anything. And see, this is why it's important for you to understand this because people say, well, God is sovereign. He can do anything he wants. God binds himself by his own rules. He is all-powerful, omnipotent is the theological term for it. He's all-powerful, but he's also perfectly just. Understand this, class. When God gives authority to man, he doesn't come and snatch it back. He has the power to do it, but he doesn't have the right because it was a legal transaction. He gave the authority to man legally. Legally, man turned it over to Satan. And that's why God had to work himself into the earth through Jesus to redeem us. He had to, he had to do it legally. It had to be a sinless man. So that's why he came through, through Mary. He borrowed the womb and see the uh, um, the 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 sin he was he was not he had no sin in him because that that sin it 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 passed through the bloodline of a man but a man wasn't his daddy God was his daddy that borrowed the womb of a woman. And he's called God with us. God, watch this, manifested in the flesh. <laughs> Amen. So man didn't have anything to do with it. Can you imagine Joseph walking around and all the ridicule? He and Mary, especially Mary, they're like, Mary, like, I'm pregnant. And can you imagine Joseph tripping? I mean, Joseph needed an explanation. Like, look, I know I ain't been sleeping with you. I mean, we, 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 we said we're going to save it for marriage. How are you pregnant? Well, the Holy Spirit came upon me. Okay, I'm leaving. Because you lost your mind. Not only you, not only you fornicating, 
and cheating on me and you lost your mind. No. The Holy Spirit did come upon her. Okay, now this, this is way past what I wanted to share with you today. But uh, this gives you some, some good information, some backdrop to what, what I'm, I'm teaching here because thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the solution to the sin problem. And he was the only one walking around without sin. He was God manifest in the flesh. Why did God have to go through that? He's Abraham's seed. He came through the lineage of, of Abraham. And God had to work Jesus into the earth because he had to do it legally. Because he gave the authority to man, it had to be a man to get the authority back. And a price had to be paid for, for, for sin. So God, by sending Jesus to the cross, didn't sweep sin under the rug. He legally redeemed us by sending a man. He was 100% God on the earth, but he was 100% man. And he took our place, took upon himself the sins of the entire world, the sin nature, all of our sins, past, present, and future, for every man who had ever lived and and for every man who will ever live. Can you imagine that? I mean, I, I, I can't even get my head around it. That all came upon him on the cross. So, so we were redeemed legally. And he gave the authority back to man. Because when he rose from the dead, I'm getting ahead of myself, when he rose from the dead, he said, he told the disciples, all authority has been given unto me. Why would he say that if he already had it? He took the authority back through the cross. And he said, all authority, when it, when it, after he rose from the dead, he told the disciples, all authority has been given unto me. Watch this, both in heaven and on earth. And he tells us, behold, I give you authority. He gave the authority back to us. He got it back for us. All right. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. Explain this even clearer. Like, Pastor, where you get all this stuff from? For the Bible. Have you, have you read it? Okay. But sometimes you just need somebody to help put it together for you. And that's what I'm anointed to do. Look at uh, Luke chapter 4. Remember, the original God of this world is who? No, see, y'all ain't listening. Okay, thank you, thank you. Okay. He, so when he sinned, he turned authority over to who? And Satan became the God of this world. Now mark that in your Bible. Because when you go to talking to people, people want to think you're crazy. No. Watch this. This is the temptation in, in a, um, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. The devil took him up and showed him, watch this, 
all the what? Kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. See, a lot of people miss this. Then watch this. And said to him, now who's talking? The devil, right? Okay, so he showed him what? All the what? Kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said to him, to you, I will give all this authority. Stop it. Just full stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. How are you going to give authority of the kingdoms of the world to Jesus? Don't you know Jesus is in control? He's God's representative. He's representing God. So, so Christians go around talking about God is in control of this earth. He got it in a mess. I repeat, God has got this world in a mess if he's controlling it. And I'm telling you, he's not. The world is in a mess because the devil is the God of this world. The author of confusion, that's why he got Christians fighting each other, that yield to him. See, I submit to yield to him. Huh? See, don't, 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 don't yield to him. How many of you know your sins have been forgiven? On the cross, all your sins were forgiven. That includes what you did yesterday. If you sinned yesterday. I'm not saying you did, but if you did, that was forgiven on the cross. And God is not going to remind you of that. Y'all know that? He's not going to remind you of what you did last year. And see, some people have never received that. That's why they can't give it to anybody else. So you need to check yourself when you're reminding somebody else of something they did yesterday. Because somewhere you've missed it in terms of you've not really received that you've been forgiven. Because when you understand how much you've been forgiven, you can forgive like the disciples. It's like, Lord, if somebody sins against me um, seven times in a day, can I, should I forgive him? He's like 70 times seven. They said, you know what they said? Increase our faith. <laughs> I ain't there yet, Lord. <laughs> See, but when you understand how much you've been forgiven, you're able to pass it on. So you're not reminding somebody else of what they did last week or last month. Because humans are good and hanging on to stuff. And all that does is weigh yourself down. It's interesting. When, when you really stop and think about it. Oh, thank you, Lord. You don't remember my sins. But then you want to remind somebody else of theirs. I remember, I mean, they got, I mean, they can call it, I mean, they, they can, they can detail it. But if you stop and think about it, what if God did that to you? We should freely receive our forgiveness and then pass it on. We don't, under the new covenant, forgive to be forgiven. Because some folks are like, well, 
I'm going to go ahead and forgive him, Carl. I don't want the Lord holding that against me, so I'll forgive, I'll forgive your blankety-blank tail because I don't want God not to forgive me. See, that's old covenant forgiveness. Well, if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Now, that's Jesus, but that's Jesus ministering under the old covenant. Under the new covenant, it's a different kind of forgiveness that Paul gave us. I'm teaching here. We forgive as the Lord has forgiven. As the Lord has forgiven us. How did he forgive you? Freely. With no conditions. Old covenant forgiveness was a Conditional forgiveness. New covenant forgiveness is unconditional forgiveness. Amen. Watch this. Back to our regularly scheduled program. To you, this is the devil talking to Jesus. Like, who are you talking to? And see, Christians like, well, no, God is sovereign. God can do whatever he wants. No, he can't. He can't come and snatch authority that has been given to the devil. The devil actually has a right to be here. God God has the power to boot him out, but he doesn't have the right. The demons even knew that because when he went one time to cast out the demons, he said, watch what the demons said to him. Have you come to cast us out before the time? Because they know that there's a time when the devil will be evicted. But right now, he has a right to be here. Watch this. To you, I will give all this authority and their glory. Watch this. See, people miss this. I don't know why I didn't highlight this. This is, this is the key. It has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I want. What? This is a double. Now, for the record, Jesus need to correct him if he's lying. Because we're going to be reading this. God knew we're going to be reading this. And he need to correct him, but he didn't correct him because it's true. It was delivered to him. Now, if you've been listening, you know who delivered it to him. Adam. Legally gave it to him. And he said, I give it to whomever I wish. If you then will worship me, Satan says, it'll all be yours. What a devil is a liar. And he's just lying. He's not lying there. I know he's a liar and the father of it, but he's not lying here. Otherwise, Jesus would have told us he's lying by saying, you lying. You ain't got no kingdoms of the world. The world don't belong to you. No, Jesus knew he was the God of this world. He got it from Adam. And plus, this is a temptation. What makes a temptation a temptation? The ability to yield. See, if you can't yield to it, see, these are called temptations. You can't, 
It's not a temptation if you can't yield to it. Like, if, if you come up to me and say, Pastor, I will give you a million dollars if you get pregnant and have a baby. Is that a temptation for me? No, because I can't do it. I can't even yield to it. It's not a temptation unless I can, can yield to it. So these are legitimate temptations. And Jesus did not yield to it. Praise God. Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Wow. I'm going to give you all this authority, all the authorities of, of the kingdoms of the world. They were Satan's to offer. Okay, but people want to say, well, you know, God is sovereign. Well, see, why do you got the, the bad stuff that happens on the earth? Even though God is sovereign, um, he can't come into the earth and boot Satan out because, again, Satan was given this authority legally. Now, let me give you an example. Let's say you, you rent an apartment, okay, and you sign a lease. And you furnish it, got your big screen TV in there, got the furniture that you want, and you got it set up, got your stuff on the wall, uh, your, your pictures on the wall and everything, got your bed in there, got your dining room table, all like you want it. Okay, and so let's say you go to work. Now the landlord goes in your apartment turns on the TV, puts his legs up, you know, on the ottoman, goes and makes some popcorn in your microwave. Okay, is that right? Now, he's the landlord. Actually, he's the owner and the landlord. Does he have the right? He got a key. He's got the ability to come in there and watch TV. Can he do that? I said, can he do that? Huh? No, I, I, I didn't ask for a commentary. I said, can he do that? Huh? He can come in? Not legally. I get mixed answers. Okay, you can. See, this is going to help you understand this. Remember, those demons said, have you come to torment us before the time? Satan has a legal right to be here. Now, God ultimately has control. I understand that. But he gave the authority to Adam. Adam gave it legally to Satan. So Satan, watch this, has a temporary lease on the earth. Don't miss that Fifi talking to him. He has a, 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 <laughs> a mess of He has a temporary lease on the earth. So God can't come down and boot him out until his lease is up. So he's the one that's got the world in a mess. God has the ability. He got the keys. He got the ability 
to come down here and boot him out, but he doesn't have the right because he's a perfectly just God. Let's, let's look at James chapter 1. Y'all kind of quiet. Y'all, uh, y'all, y'all getting this? Or y'all talking like Fifi is? Okay. Let no one say, watch this. See, God is not responsible for the evil in this world. And here's something. I can't believe that Christians still believe this nonsense that God's putting sickness on them and putting evil on them to teach them and all this kind of nonsense. I can't believe people still in in 2021 still believe that nonsense. Well, the Lord put this on me to teach me something. The Bible says, let no one say, who does no one exclude? Let no one say when he is tempted, the Lord is tempting me. The word temp- tempted means to, te- to tempt, to test, or to try. It says, let no one say when he's tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts. Tests, tries, no one. The Lord ain't tempting nobody with, in the context he's talking about evil. He's not tempting anybody with evil. Now somebody um, is familiar with me saying this. I think I I used this recently, but I'm going to use it again because I just like saying it. Because it helps you understand um, when people talking about, well, it wasn't until... It wasn't until I was in the hospital that I heard, the, you know, the Lord. The Lord, it, it took, put me in the hospital. That's because you're stupid. Because <laughs> here's what happened. Well, you know, it wasn't until I was in the hospital that God spoke to me. No, God was speaking all the time. See, you was too busy partying. I mean, you, you, you in the club, you know, you partying, all the noise, you know, the, the DJ got the music rocking, it's, it's loud up in there, man, the noise is going on, people jumping around, dancing and carrying on and stuff, and you busy with your life, and, 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 and God is speaking, but see, you didn't hear it. Kind of like you, 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 you're sweeping the house, you, you, you running a vacuum, You turn it off, and then you hear your cell phone ring. You pick it up. It's like, uh, hello? Uh, oh, it's your best friend. It's like, I've been trying to call you. What you been doing? Oh, I've been here the whole time. Oh, I had the vacuum on. See, that's, that's what's going on in people's lives. They, they hear the noise and stuff. I mean, you know, they got this noise going on, and God's talking all the time. And, 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 and then, but, but then when they get in the hospital, they like, oh. You got, you got a, uh, you lay on your back, you got a, one leg up in the air, <laughs> you, know, you got these tubes up and down your behind, and, and, and the music ain't playing, right? The club music not playing, you're laying there in the hospital alone at night, and all of a sudden you start hearing from God. Well, it's cause the noise is off. He's speaking all the time. 
The Lord's not putting sickness on anybody. If he did, he'd have to borrow it from the devil because he don't have any sickness to give anybody. One of his names is Jehovah Rapha, a healer. He don't have any. He don't have any sickness to give you. Well, it wasn't until until I, I was down to nothing. But that's your fault. That's not God's been trying to reach you the whole time. You got distracted with the riches and you got distracted with stuff like that. God's not against you having riches. He's against riches having you. See, some folk, you know, they forget about God because riches got them. A pastor, I, I ain't going to be at church because uh, the Lord really blessing my business. See, the Lord, he, he wants to get people's attention. Uh, I've got a tragic story. Somebody came up and I tried to minister salvation to him. I, 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 didn't, I didn't try to minister salvation to him and his wife. And, and she was ready to accept. But he got in a hurry real quick. The enemy got to him. He's like, hey, we got to go. We're we not going to do this right now. I saw him years later. He made a bunch of money. God made a bunch of money. But he told me with a sad face. He said, I lost it all. He said, we should have listened to you when we were down, downstairs at your basement. I believe if, I'd, if we'd have listened to you and, and I accepted the Lord, none of this would happen. All right, let me, let me, let me bring this to a close. It's the devil that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. See, the devil is responsible. Don't blame God for stuff that the devil does. The devil is the one that's got this world in a mess. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. Oops, I skipped a verse. <laughs> Look, I give you authority. God gave the authority. I already shared this with you, but I'm, I'm giving you the scripture for it. See, one of the scriptures is Matthew 28. I, behold, I give unto you, or, or excuse me, Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. And he took that authority and gave it to the church. Here it says, I give you authority. Even though he's the God of this world, he's not your God. And he's got power, but you've got authority over all his power. You have authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation is overtaking you, but that is common to man. The way some people read that is God won't put anything any more on you than what you could bear. No, God is not putting any evil on you. Don't say that. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. So if God is putting temptation on us and making a way of escape, it reminds me of a maze. It's like he's playing games with us. He, try to, he puts something bad there, and he wants to see if you can get out the maze. He's going to give you a way of escape after he puts the, the evil on you. No. The devil is the one that's the author of temptations, trials, and tests. But God is the one who's faithful. And he will not let, it didn't say he won't put any more on you than what you can bear. 
he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. In other words, he wouldn't allow the devil to put something on you that you don't have the ability to deal with. See, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God doesn't have bad stuff. He only has good things for you. Every good gift. Everybody, everybody say good gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from, uh, from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God only has good stuff for you, not bad stuff. Amen? Every head, body, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word.